Hello. We are so excited that you've decided to join us today via our podcast. There are other ways you can join. You can watch us live on Facebook and YouTube under Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries or on our website at www.mtdm.org. You can also join us in the sanctuary at 401 North Wright Street in Burgall, North Carolina. The zip code is 28425. If you'd like to give a donation, you can simply go to our website at mtdm.org and click on that donation button. God bless you. Even in the midst of us, and we thank you, Father God, on today, Father God, that the blood of Jesus covers us right now in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, God, that no weapon formed against us today shall prosper. And every tongue that rises up against us in judgment, thou shalt condemn in Jesus' name. So, Father, I thank you that as I open my mouth to teach your people, you have already filled it. I thank you that we have been crucified with Christ and we no longer live because we have died with him, God. So we thank you and we praise you, God, and we glorify you, God, again for the word that's coming on today. Thank you, Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you would, open your Bibles or open your laptop or open your phone to James, the second chapter beginning at verse 14. James, the second chapter beginning at verse 14. God, we thank you for moving in this place. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. James, the second chapter beginning at the 14th verse. Hallelujah. And the word of God reads. Some people say, you didn't give me time. I give you a few more seconds. James, the second chapter, verse 14. And the word of God now reads. I'm reading out the expanded Bible. My brothers and sisters, fellow believers, if people say, claim they have faith, but do nothing, Their faith is worth nothing. What good profit gain is it? Can faith like that save them? Let me read it again. My brothers and sisters, fellow believers, if people say claim they have faith but do nothing, then faith is worth nothing. What good profit gain is it? Can faith like that save them? You may be seated. I want to talk about stepping out in faith. Stepping out in faith. We know, and we have talked about faith, but God is bringing it back in the house because I believe this is what we have to be operating in in a time such as this. When we look at faith, when we say stepping out in faith, it means trusting God, doing what his word says. Trusting God, doing what his word says. When you trust a person, that means you lean, you depend, you have confidence, you have security in that patient, in that uh, person. So when we trust God, we're leaning, we're dependent on him. And being that we're leaning and dependent on him, we can step out in faith because we're taking him at his word. We know in Hebrews 11, 1, I'm going to read that. It says, now faith is the assurance 
That means faith is the insurance, the confirmation, the title deeds of things we hope for. So faith is your insurance. It is your title deed. It is the things you hope for. Just like if you're driving a car and someone give you the title deed for that car, or before you even get the title deed for that car, and you know you paid it off, even before you get it, you know it's yours. Is that not correct? That title may not be in your hand, but you know you paid it off, so you know that vehicle is yours. The house deed may not be in your hand, but you know you paid it off, so you know it belongs to you. Well, I got news for everybody in here who have a car that you owe money on or have a home that you owe money on. It's not yours. It's the bank's. You're just staying in it. I don't care if you got one more payment to make and you miss that payment and don't pay that payment. They'll take that house for one payment. Not unless it's a miracle. So we stay in homes and some of us have cars that we're driving that really don't belong to us. It belonged to whomever you borrowed the money from because it's not yours. The borrower is subject to what? The lender. So don't look at, well, this is my house. It's yours because you're staying in it, but it's not really yours. But see, when we walk by faith, it says that faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed for what we're hoping for. So if you have faith in which all of us that are born again, we do have faith because God had to give us faith in order to believe his promises. And the Bible tells us without faith, it is impossible to please God. Those that come to God, that go to God, must believe that he exists and he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And Hebrews chapter 11, let me say it again, without faith, God had to give us his kind of faith in order for us to believe him. And this is why we believe that the, the um, worlds were framed, the universe was framed by the word of God. It is by faith we believe it. If we didn't have the faith of God, we could not even believe that God created something out of nothing. So God has given us his faith to believe. So we have the title deed. We have the assurance. We have the confirmation of the things that we're hoping for from God. If you didn't have faith, you wouldn't have no hope in what you're hoping for. So this is what it's saying. It says, for being the proof of things we do not see. That is what faith is. It's the proof of things that we do not see. Meaning I don't have to see it, y'all, to know that it's already mine. I want y'all to understand that. We are supernatural beings. We don't go on what we see to believe is ours. That's natural. That's going on your five senses. Faith is saying, I don't have to see it. I just believe it because God said it. So I don't have to feel it to know that God ain't done what he done. Okay? So that's what faith is. So would you be in a supernatural being, you don't go on natural. You're in the world, but you're not of the world, so you don't do what the world does. I'm not denying what they said, but I know what God says. So I'm going on what God says. That's faith. I'm going on the unseen, not the seen. Seen is only temporal, but unseen is for eternity. So we have to understand that. Some of us are still walking naturally. 
God wants us to walk by faith and not by sight. If I walk by what I see, then I'm not operating according to who I am in him. Yes, you see it, but that's not where, where God wants you to be. So now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things, what, not yet seen. So I'm going to give you some examples in the Bible that lines up with this. So when we go to John, St. John 20, verse 24 through 29, and we're going to go back to James. This is Thomas. Y'all know about called Didymus, meaning the twin, St. John 20. Chapter 20, starting at verse 24, who was one of the 12 was not with them when Jesus came. The other followers, disciples kept telling Thomas, we saw the Lord. Now the 12 saw him, but Thomas was not there to see him. So Thomas said, I will not believe it until I see nail marks in his hands and put my fingers where the nails were and put my hand in his side. Now listen at this. He said, I will not believe until I see. That's seeing with your eyes. The nail marks in his hands and put my, and put my finger where the nails were. That's a touch, right? And put my hands into his side. So he had to see it and he had to touch it. That's part of your five senses. That's natural, right? And then it said a week later. After eight days, the followers, disciples were in the house again, and Thomas was with them. The doors were locked shut. Now look, the doors were locked shut. But Jesus came in and stood right in the midst of them, in the middle of them. He said, peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, now look at this. Remember now, Jesus was not in the room when they were telling Thomas, We saw Jesus. But when Jesus appeared in the midst, let me tell you something. Jesus hears, God hears everything you say. Everything you say, God, God hears. So look at your neighbor and say, watch your mouth. Because God hears everything you're saying about somebody, even when you're saying it in your mind. Even when you stand in amongst people and the person ain't there, God hears it. And those words travel where God want them to go. Watch your mouth. So then he said, then, then, but Jesus stood in the middle of them. He said, peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, put your fingers here. He's telling Thomas to do exactly what Thomas said. Put your finger here and look at my hands. Put your hand here in my side. Now listen what he said. Stop being an unbeliever, doubting, and believe. When you don't take him at his word, you are just like an unbeliever. You are a doubter. This is what he's saying. He said, Thomas, he said, touch me. See, Thomas. Thomas said to, Thomas said to answer him, my Lord. And my God, now he's his Lord and God because he saw it. Do we have to see in the natural to know that God is God? Some of us do. We need to repent. Some of us are waiting for something to manifest to say God done what he done. Come on, we need to come to the altar today. Some of us are waiting for the pain to leave to say God done what he done. Some of us waiting on man to say it's all right before we can say it's all right. 
Come on, I remember a woman who didn't ask for a son. When Elijah stepped in on the scene, she was blessing Elijah with somewhere to lay his head and feeding him food every time he came into town. Every time he passed by, she and her husband was taking care of Elijah. But Elijah wanted to bless her, so Elijah told her she would have a son. She didn't ask for no son, but guess what? God knew her heart. So when she had the son, the son became very sick. And the the dad said, take him to the mother. When he took him to the mother, the son laid on the mother's lap. And what did he do? He died. What the mother did, she took her very son and laid him on the bed of the prophet. We know a prophet is a mouthpiece for God. He's one that would speak on behalf of God. She laid him on the bed and she told her her husband she was going to see the prophet. He knew it wasn't a new moon. He knew it wasn't a Sabbath day. So she said, I'm going to see the prophet. And she told him all is well. So she told the man that was going to take her, she said, don't stop. Don't let up until I'm paraphrasing. I get where I'm going. See, our problem is we make too many stops when God give us a word. We make too many stops calling people, telling people what God said, because we can't believe God said that to us. Come on, somebody. We can't believe that God really talked to us and told us all as well. We can't believe all of that. So we got to stop and tell somebody what God done. But she said, don't stop until you get where the man of God is. When she got there, the man of God saw her and he sent his servant to her. He said, ask her, is all well with you? Is all well with your husband? Is all well with your son? Because he knew something wasn't right. When she fell down before him. But this woman said with a dead son on a bed, all is well. But Elijah, y'all know what happened. This woman kept the same word. She kept the same word. She knew the son was dead, but she said, all is well. Even though he's dead, I know all is well. So she kept the same word. And what was she doing? She was stepping out in faith on a word. She knew the word that God had given her in the beginning. God gave her that son. So she knew it had to be well. In spite of death, she knew. Somebody, mm mm-mm. She knew it was well. So y'all know what happened. The son was raised from the dead. Life was put back into what? That son. So this is why Thomas, he was saying, my Lord and my God. Now he was his Lord and God because he could touch him. Because he can, you know, touch where the nail prints was. He can see it with his own eyes. So he believed it because he saw it in the natural But Jesus answered him and he said, you believe because you see me. Come on, Jesus, come back. You believe because you see me. He said, those who believe without seeing me will truly, will be truly blessed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Come on, somebody. See, that's what faith is. I don't have to see it to believe it. I don't have to see the natural to know that God has already done what he said. So that was Thomas. So that's what faith is. He said, bless those who have not seen, but yet still believe. You don't have to wait on somebody to say nothing. You know what God said. But the problem is, do we really know what God said? That's where we get in trouble. 
when we truly don't know what God has said? Why do we truly not know? Because we spend too much time in other things instead of spending time in the word of God. The more time you spend in the word of God, the more you can hear what God has to say. The more you can be at peace, even in the midst of a storm, because you're saying God is not man. God, you said, and you got to do, matter of fact, you already done what you said. Because you're not man that you're going to lie to me. Neither the son of man that you're going to change your mind. You change not. You're the same today, yesterday, and forever. You don't change. Have you not said it to me? Shall you not do it for me? Have you not spoken it to me? Shall you not make it good? So God, what you said, you got to do it because you're not going to be made ashamed of. That's who you are. You are God Almighty. You're El Shaddai. You're the old breasty one. You know why he's the old breasty one? Because when a child feed on a woman's breast, they're getting well nourishment. They're leaning and dependent on that woman. Guess what? We're supposed to lean. We're supposed to depend on God regardless of what we see. Because that ain't what you said. Oh, we're going to be real today. So that was dealing with Thomas. Didymus. Come on, let's be real. Some of us are like Thomas. God, I know you said it, but give me a sign. God, give me a sign that you said it. Sometimes God will meet you where you are, just like Gideon. He met Gideon where he was. Gideon was so full of fear that God had to give him a sign before Gideon would believe. And even when God gave him a sign, Gideon say, well, do this right here too, God. So God did that for him. Then God still knew that Gideon was full of fear. So he allowed Gideon to go in the camp of his enemy and hear the enemy talking about a dream that he had. And the other man say, that's Gideon coming in here to take our camp, to take our stuff, paraphrasing it. Oh, Gideon was ready then. So see, God know where we are. Sometimes God meet us where we are. But I want to say, church, it's time for us to grow up. It's time for us to stop saying, I'm saved, I'm sanctified, I'm filled with the Holy Ghost, but ain't nothing following us. Signs and wonders supposed to follow those that believe. Come on, we can't change the word. The word is what it is. We don't wait until something bad happened to start believing God. That shows you where you are. You don't wait till somebody at death door. Now you read the fast for 40 days. Now you're ready to seek God the more. Now you're ready to not go places you used to go. Now you're ready to get in the word and don't want to be bothered. We don't wait to the last minute. We're supposed to be prepared and ready for whatever comes. How do you know you're prepared and ready? Because even in the midst of opposition, you standing still and you seeing the salvation, the healing, the deliverance, the prosperity of the Lord. And even if we fall down, we get back up. Come on, sometimes we do fall. Sometimes we do get weak. Sometimes we are shaken. But we get back up. How can we get back up? Because we're standing firm on what God said. Not on how we feel. 
We can't go on the soulish rim. The soulish rim ain't going to get you nothing. Flesh profits you nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. It is the spirit that quickens. Come on, I mixed it all up, but I put it together for you. It's the spirit that quickens. The flesh profit you nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. It is the word of God that's going to bring you life. It is his breath that is spoken over you, that's overshadowing you, that's giving you everything you need. But it got to be spoken. And you only speak it because you believe what the word is saying. Don't speak what you don't believe. If you don't believe, don't say nothing. Because it ain't doing nothing. You step out. On what you believe. When I, when we started this ministry, I stepped out on what I believed. I leaned, I depend on God. I started where he wanted me to start. And I ended up where he wanted me to end up. But God ain't through yet. The Bible said the just shall live by faith. The just. That's the ones that's in right standing with God. That's the ones that believe God. It ain't about your money. It's about trusting God with what you have. God will take you all over the world with $5 if you step out. If you holding the $5 waiting to get 5000 before you move, then you ain't moving. Come on, the Holy Ghost is talking. Mm-hmm. He's talking. See what we doing? We holding on. Because we believe the more I hold on to something, the more I have. The more you hold on to something, it's holding you. When you let go of it, it will let go of you. I was praying for a particular person. And as I was praying to the Lord for the particular person, I was praying in tongues because I didn't know what to pray. You get to the point, you don't know what to pray. You don't know what to say. So as I was praying, I said, now, Lord, I want you to come back and interpret those tongues. I want to know what I'm saying or what you want me to know through those tongues. The Lord came back and said, leave that person alone. I got them. I said, all right now. I said, okay. See, sometimes we can overemphasize. Sometimes we can overpray and God say, you don't have to do all that. When you trust in me, you go your way. See, there was a man who came to Jesus and his son was at death. I believe it was his son. Let me go back. I don't want to get John, the fourth chapter. I'm just going to move as the Holy Ghost move. John, the fourth chapter. This is what was happening with this man's son. And it says, am I in the fourth chapter? Okay, it says in verse 48, no, 47. I'll start there. When he heard that Jesus was come out of Judea into Galilee, he went unto him and besought him that he would come down and heal his son, for he was at the point of death. What did this man have to do? He had to go to Jesus. He had to do something. So he went to Jesus, then said Jesus unto him, listen at this, except ye see signs and wonders, you will not believe. The nobleman said unto him, sir, come down, my child die. Jesus said unto him, now listen at this, go thy way, thy son liveth. 
And the man believed the word that Jesus had spoken unto him and he went his way. He stepped out. Jesus gave him the word. He stepped out. He trusted Jesus. He went his way. Then the next thing that happened, it says, and as he was now going down, his servant met him and told him, saying, thy son liveth. Then he inquired of them the hour when he began to amend. And they said unto him, yesterday at the seventh hour, the fever left him. So the father knew that it was the same hour in the which Jesus said unto him, thy son liveth and himself believe and his whole house. Look at that. Come on, y'all. He went to Jesus. He heard about Jesus. He went to Jesus. When he went to Jesus, he told him about his son. Jesus said, go thy way. Thy son liveth. Come on. He gave him a word. The man went his way. Guess what he did? He stepped out on the word that Jesus gave him. Then they came back and told him that his son was, was alive. He was living. He knew. He said it was the same hour that Jesus spoke unto me. Come on. When are we going to step out? Are we going to get there today? Thank you, Holy Ghost. Go back to James. James 2, 14. I'm going to read that again. My brothers and sisters, fellow believers, if people say, claim they have faith, but do nothing. Let's stop right there. We're talking to believers. We're talking to sisters and brothers in Christ, the loudmouth people. The ones that come to church, or some of us come to church every Sunday, or some of us come to uh, Bible study every Tuesday. I want to talk to those folk. I want to talk to those folks that are getting the word, or saying that they are in the word. And the word says, my brothers and sisters, fellow believers, if people say, if you say you have faith, but do nothing. Faith is an action word. It's an action word. When you have faith, you do. Go with me here. Let's go back over. Skip to James 1. I'm getting there. You're probably ahead of me. Some of you probably on that iPad. And you already there. But I'm going to flip these pages till I get there. I'm almost there. It says in verse 22, James 1, 22. But be ye doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving your own selves. For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. That man look at his face in a, the glass and then he forget what he saw. See, this is what he's saying. People who say that they have faith but do nothing, their faith is worth nothing. This is what I'm saying. You say you have faith. But you ain't doing what the word tells you to do. It's worth. Even though you got it. Even though you got it. It's worth what? Because you ain't stepping out. Not through. He gives you an example of this. Suppose a brother or sister in Christ. Might need clothes or food. Is naked and likes daily food. If you say to that person, come on, we all said it, may God be with you. Oh, I wish you well. Go in peace. I hope you stay warm and get plenty to eat. Be warm and feel. But you do not give what that person needs. 
provides for the need of that body. Your words are worth nothing. What good profit gain is that? He's given that example. If somebody come to your house and they are in the need of something. And you just say, may the Lord bless you. May the Lord face shine upon you. Da, 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 da. And you don't meet that need. It's worth nothing. That's an example. He say in the same way. See, he's using an example. Way faith by itself that does nothing. If it does not have works, is dead. Oh, I'm going back again. My brothers and sisters, my fellow believers say claim they have faith, but do nothing. Their faith is worth nothing. What good profit gain is it? Can faith like that save them? No. So he gave that example. I'm going somewhere else. Y'all, the word is so good. Won't God just show you in the word? In Hebrews 10, 36, listen at this. For you have need of patience that after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. Once you do the will of God. See, it's a, you got to do it. You have the word, but you got to step out on the word. You can't just quote a word and ain't doing the word. You can't quote by his stripes, I am healed, and you're laying around like you're dead. You got to do something. You got to wiggle a finger. You got to wiggle a toe. You got to walk from the door to the bed. You got to do something. Faith without works is dead. All this and nothing with stepping out is dead. You can pray all day long, but if you ain't stepping out on what you're praying about, Give you an example. Did y'all know it's always natural than supernatural? Natural was Adam. God created a natural man, right? But then he brought on who? Jesus, which was supernatural, right? So guess what? God want to take the super, the natural, and make it super. How did he does that? By us taking his word for what it is, and then it becomes supernatural. But he need a natural body. Jesus came in the flesh, y'all, as a natural man, and he manifested supernatural from the inside out, not the outside in. So he said that faith without works is dead. You can holler all day long saying you know him, but if you ain't living like you know him, sit down. Jesus said, I only do what my father does. I only say what my father says. That's stepping out in faith. Because he's trusting the father. You never tell people something you know you ain't going to do. You only telling people what you believe. Like when we started this ministry, whatever God told me to do, that's what I did. I stepped out on it in faith. Why? Because I knew this is what God wanted me to do. I go back with me and Evangelist Newton and Deacon and my husband um, went to uh, look for a building. Before I went to look for the building, I drew it out. Drew that whole building out over there by faith. Everything y'all see over there was drawn out. 
And as I drew it out, I told the man, this is what I want. So the man, they, they made the building by the way it was drawn out. Why? Because I was stepping out in faith. Didn't have the money, but I believe God. I believe what God has said. So the thing was, and I think evangelists, you remember this, we had to have a meeting with those men because they did something that they should not have done. So they called the big man down there. You ain't taking God's money. Now, don't even try it. So they was upcharging something. So I told him, no, I'm not paying for that. We're not going to pay for that. That man got red as a firecracker, did he not? He was fire hot mad, but we were calm. They didn't charge us for that. See, we stepped out on faith, believing what God said, but you got to step out on it. You can't be crying out to God and ain't doing nothing. When Elijah spoke the word of God that God told him to speak, God told him to go by the brook, didn't he? He had to step out, go by the brook that was stepping out in faith. And the ravens would feed you there. Who would think a raven is going to bring them some food? Who would want a raven to bring them some food? But he stepped out in faith. He heard God. Faith come by hearing, hearing come by the word of God. He heard God and he stepped out on what God said. Some of us don't even know if we hear God or not. God, is that you? God, if that's you, send somebody to verify it, Lord. See, that shows where we are. The more we get into his word, you'll say, yes, Lord, your servant hears. So in order to step out on faith, you have to be able to hear him. In order to hear him, you have to spend time with him. You have to be in fellowship with him. You'll be wanting what he wants. You'll be wanting to talk like he want to talk. Come on, because he's your father. People see you, they see the father. Come on, Philip was with Jesus for so long, and he said, show us the father. Man, are you crazy? Philip, if you seen me, you seen the father. Because Jesus was stepping out according to what the father was telling him to do. And as he done it, guess what? There go a miracle. How are you going to see somebody heal if you don't do what the words say and lay hands? He said, lay hands. He didn't say pray. You do what the word says and he's going to manifest himself through the word. Let's go to 18. Go back to James 2, 18. Listen at this. But someone might say, you have faith, but I have deeds and works. Show me, prove, demonstrate your faith without doing nothing. Works, and I will show you, prove, demonstrate my faith by what I do, my works. Saying the same thing. If somebody say they have faith and is not stepping out in their faith, then their faith is dead. But if someone say they have faith and they're stepping out on what they believe, they're trusting God, they're stepping out on the word, it's going to demonstrate itself. Then it goes on to say, you believe that there is one God or that God is one. Good. You do well. But the demons believe that too. And they tremble with fear. See, the demons believe that there is a God, but they ain't done nothing except him as their God. See, when you believe that there is a God, when you believe in the, the death, the burial, the resurrection of Jesus Christ, you stepping out on what you believe. The demons said that there is a God and they tremble, but they ain't accepted him. So that don't mean nothing. Do y'all understand that? 
So you can say all day you believe that you heal, but you ain't stepping out on your healing. That don't mean nothing. You just mouthing words. When you believe that you heal, you go your way and say, Lord, you're my strength. Lord, you're the strength of my heart. You're my portion forever. You said, let the weak say they're strong. You said, let the sick say they well. God, you said by Jesus Christ, I was already healed. Now, body, I command you to come into alignment with what the word of God is saying. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, that same spirit that's in me is going to quicken, make alive my mortal body in Jesus name. Now, my faith, the assurance, the title deed that I'm that I'm carrying in my hand, which is on the inside of me, is going to give me hope to keep going on because I know what he said. I can only step out in what he said. Come on, when man tell us we need more exercise, even though the bones is cracking like crack. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Say that again. Even though they popping all out of place, you trying to get on the treadmill. Because he said you got to get on that treadmill to get rid of all this stuff. Okay, doc. Where you at today? I'm making it. With the help of the Lord. And wouldn't even walk to your refrigerator to get some tea. You sent your churn. The doctor tell you you got to get up and do more walking. If you don't go no farther than the door, you got to get up. I'm going to make it. Next appointment, how you doing? Doc, I made it. Or if the doctor tell you you got to lose weight or this is going to happen or you're going to develop this, you quit cold turkey. Somebody asks you for a piece of your chicken, you get mad. Oh, you don't have to help me. Because it's the truth. We do what man say. So that means you got faith, but your faith is dead. Really, the only time we come to God is when there's a crucial situation. My Lord, we get so humble, y'all, we can lick the floor. We can lick the dust off. If y'all need a human dust vacuum cleaner, get somebody that's got a bad report. They'll clean your house. Be all on the floor in the dirt. Rolling all in the dirt. Don't matter that the floor is dirty no more. You calling on Jesus now for real. Well, Lord, is it? I'm going to die. Faith without works is dead as a doorknob. And it's in the church. It's in the church because I'm going to tell you how it's in the church. Let somebody ask somebody for some money up in here. Faith become dead. I ain't got none. I ain't got none. I got my last five and they ain't even going to put enough in my gas tank because prices done went up. So I got to keep that. That at least take me a little further. I ain't got nothing. You lying. How's God going to bring back to you? Let's, let's get this word. Give. And it shall be given unto you. What? Good measures. Why is it pressed down? 
because it's running over. See, how are we going to know that we're serving a mighty God if we don't step out on what his word says? Everything his word says, just like Mary told them, everything he tells you to do, do it. Come on, it don't look like it makes sense to you, but you need to do it. And they did it. They turned water into wine because they stepped out on what he said. So as long as we're not stepping out on what he said, faith is dead. Verse 20 in the same verse, chapter. Listen what he said. You foolish, senseless, empty-headed person. Must you be shown? Do you want evidence? Can't you see that faith that does nothing without works is worth nothing, useless, barren? How many times did he say this? Three? Faith without works is dead. Now listen what he said about Abraham. Abraham, our ancestor, was made right with God, justified by what he did when he offered his son Isaac on the altar. Let me clear this up. See, the law, we're not talking about law here. Because law required you to do something to get something. Remember, Abraham did what God said before he did anything. He didn't have to do nothing to prove himself righteous. He just took God at his word, Abraham did back then. But up under the law, dealing with Moses, God said, in order for you to get healed, you got to do this. And if you don't do this, then guess what? You break one law, you broke them all. But through grace, grace done it all. Only thing we got to do to appropriate grace is through faith, right? It's believing in what God done. It is not talking about the law here. It's talking about that Abraham took his son, the very son he waited 25 years for, And God told Abraham, I want you to give me that son. I want you to sacrifice that son. Abraham had so much faith and trust in God. He knew if you kill him, you don't supposed to change. You got to bring him back to life. So Abraham took that son by faith. What did he do? He stepped out in faith, said, come on, son. And he told the men, this is how faith operates. We will be back. He had so much faith in God. He said, we're going to be back. He put it, and then his son's going to say, his son going to say, okay, I see everything, but where's the sacrifice, father? God will provide. Come on, when Abraham, can you imagine your child? Your one and only, that's what Jesus did. God gave his one and only son. What did God do? He stepped out on what he said. That's stepping out in faith. So we know that God did not kill his son Isaac because he said, I see that you love me. So guess what? By him doing that and stepping out in faith, everything else began to open up for him. See, how can God open up things for us? He's already provided everything that we need. Everything we need is on the inside of us. How can it begin to open up if we're not stepping out on what we believe? You got to say, I know what they say, but God, this is what you say. 
And you're not going to be made ashamed of. Come on, when I stepped out dealing with my job, and when I was on that job for 13 years, thinking that's where I was going to stay, the reason why I thought that, because God was giving me promotion. He had promoted me. He had given me a, a good position. And I'm saying, oh, this is just so nice. But then I just... I felt a nudging like this just ain't it. This just ain't it. And one day, all of a sudden, I say, you know what? All this ain't worth it. Just to have my peace. I'd rather have my peace than have the money. And I was so calm in what I was saying. And I began to take things off the wall and take them home. And I was preparing myself to go come off the job. And then when I when they demoted me and gave me less money, y'all, it didn't bother me. I held my the check up and I said, Lord, I thank you for blessing what's in my hand. I thank you for giving us more than what we need through what I have. But I'm giving you going to be the first partaker over what I have. That did not change me tithing. Just because the money decreased, that did not change me giving to God. Some people quit giving to God because of their situation. That ain't what you do. And I want to use Sister Denise and how she stepped out in faith when I first met Sister Denise. Sister Denise, she was coming to the church and Brother Willie, he was handling in the finances. And Sister Denise had told me, she said, she said, Pastor, she said, my husband handled the finances and, you know, he, he ain't paying tithes. I said, but did he give you an allowance? Did he give you something? She said, yeah. I said, well, tied off that. Tied off of what you have. She did it by faith. She stepped out in faith, tied and off of what she had. And who do y'all see in sitting there? Willie. <laughs> then Willie start tied. Come on, somebody. She heard the word. She stepped out in faith on what she heard. And then her husband tapped into it. Then she had to be tried. How many know you're tried by what you believe? Then she had a house full of people and she had to take care of them, her and Willie. But guess what God did by her stepping out and and didn't stop her giving. It didn't stop her giving into the ministry. Even though she had other mouths to feed. It didn't stop them giving into the ministry. She was still giving out of the little that she had and they never missed a beat. Why? She stepped out in faith. So when we step out in faith, we don't look at what we have. We look at what the father has already given us. See, when you look to him, instead of looking to you, you have everything through him. So we see here, um, dealing with Abraham, we talked about Abraham. And then in verse 22, it says, so you see that Abraham faith and the things he did, his works work together. His faith was made perfect, complete by what he did, his works. This shows the full meaning of, fulfills the scriptures that says, Abraham believed God and God accepted Abraham's faith and that made him right with God. Then it says, so you see that people are made right with God, justified by what they do, their works, not by faith only. This is not talking about the law, y'all. This is talking about when God give you a promise. Or you read a promise in the word of God. And you read that promise and you step out on that promise because you believe that it's God's word and God is not man that he should lie. Neither the son of man that he shall repent. When you believe that and you step out in it, guess what? Your faith is working. Your faith is at work. This is why, go with me to Romans 4. Y'all know this one. This is Abraham again. 
Romans 4, 19. No, I want to go to Romans 4, 17. I have made thee a father of many nations before him whom he believed. Even God who quickened, made alive the dead, and calleth those things which be not as though they were. Who against hope, believed in hope, that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken. So shall thy seed be. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah wound. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith. What? Giving glory to God. When you're stepping out in faith, you're stepping out and you're giving glory to God because you believe in what God is saying. God is being glorified through you. So when you step out, you're praising God. You're rejoicing because you're saying, God, even though my flesh don't feel like it need to feel, God, I'm going to still glorify you because that's not what you said. And the more you give glory to him, you forget about what's going on in you and around you. And things begin to change. The whole atmosphere begins to change through praise. Through saying, God, this is what you said. God, you're quickening me according to your word. You're making me alive according to your word. So this is what Abraham was doing. Then it says, and being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was also able to perform. He was fully persuaded dealing with God. Abraham didn't base it upon him. Y'all remember when they was talking about um, the sheep and how they would have to bring the sheep to the priest for the priest to look at the sheep to see if they could enter the gate? Who did they look at? The lamb. They didn't look at the person. The person was the one that should have been dead. (laughs) But they looked at the lamb. And if the lamb didn't have any defects in the lamb, the person could come with the lamb. Because of Jesus, no matter how many defects you have, no matter how much you cut the fool and lie, and all of us have lied in some kind of way or another, we have told an outright lie, but we ain't actually told it the way it should be a lie, but we told a lie. But God didn't look at us. He still don't look at us. He looks at Jesus. He sees the lamb. He said, I ain't thinking about you. I'm looking at this perfect sacrifice. The sacrifice that don't have no sin, who knew no sin, who became sin for you. So you could become the righteousness of God through him. Now I'm looking at the lamb. Why you keep looking at yourself when I gave you a perfect lamb that has everything that you need. And you can eat off of him every day to get what you need. Why are you eating off your plate? You know you ain't got no money in the bank. You know you ain't got what you need to fulfill that. Come on, you know that's why I sent my son. Now why won't you depend on my son? Why are you depending on you? Because we're living self-righteously. Because we feel like if we don't do it, it ain't going to get done. Come on, we feel like if we can't do it the right way, it ain't going to be done the right way. So our dependency supposed to be on Jesus. That's why Paul said, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I 
who live, but it's Christ who lives on the inside of me. And the life I now live by the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and who has died for me. It ain't about me. It's all about him. So I live according to him. And if I'm living according to him, I can step out because I'm stepping out based on him and not based on me. I'm stepping out because he is Jehovah Jireh. He is my provider. He is my source. He is who he say he is. So I can step out on him and not on me. I don't step out by looking at my bank account and say I can't. I step out and I say I can. Because he's already done it for me. Do you think that you can donate $500 to the organization to help us out to feed the poor? Well, at this point, I can't, but God can. So let's see what God is going to do concerning your situation. I know what I don't have, but my father, he's rich. He owns everything. Come on, we need to quit saying I can't do this and I can't do that. Come on, who are you? Well, at this time, you know, gas prices is gone up and uh, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. You ain't read your word. The Bible says that you don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. It has its own troubles. Now, why are you over there in tomorrow? I'm asking you about the day. If you, if you're going to give something today, I ain't talking about tomorrow. <laughs> Hello, somebody. I'm talking about right now. Now, if you had a crooked leg that needed to be made straight and they had a thousand dollar line up here, you'll go to the ATM because that man up here and he'll tell you, I'm going to make that leg straight. Don't think I need a thousand dollars. Run quickly, baby. Go, 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 go. He going to make my leg straight. <laughs> Faith without works is dead. So we have to be in the word of God long enough to know what God is saying to us. Okay, where am I? Verse 25. Another example is Rahab, the prostitute, who was made right with God, justified by something she did work, works. I always, years ago, I would look at that scripture and I was like, how in the world is she doing something? She lied. She lied. No, she was walking by faith. She welcomed the spies, the messengers, into her home and helped them escape, sent them out by a different road. She, you all know she's named in the genealogy of Jesus, and she's a hero of the faith. What did she do? She stepped out in faith to help them escape. That's walking by faith and not by sight. So he's naming this. So he said, just as a person body that does not have a spirit, you know, when a person is dead. So faith that does nothing is what? It's dead. We say we have the faith of God. If we have the faith of God, we step out on the promises of God. <clears throat> Whatever God's words say, that's what we do. That's what we trust. Go with me to Matthew, the seventh chapter. Listen at this one. We're talking about a house. 
Verse 24. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. You hear that? When you hear his sayings and you do them. When you hear his sayings and you do them. That's stepping out on what the word is saying, right? And you do them. Your house is built upon a rock. The rain descended, the floods came, the winds blew and beat upon that house. It fell not for it was founded upon a rock. Who's that rock? Jesus. And everyone that hear these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. The rain descended, the floods came, the wind blew and beat upon that house and it fell and great was the fall of it. He's given us his word today. He's given us a cure to what's been ailing us. The cure in this house today is we're saying, God, I'm praying. God, I'm believing you. But God, nothing is happening in my life. Because what I'm praying for, I still see it. God, what I'm praying for, I still feel it. God, what I'm praying for, I still hear it. But God said, when you believe me, you don't go on your five senses. Just like you came in here today, I don't think nobody in here checked the chair before they sat in it. If it was a copperhead in that chair, you would have sat on his head and it would have bit your butt good. Because you ain't thinking about nothing being in the chair. You're just thinking about that chair holding you up. And you flop down in that chair, but you don't expect, inspect that chair. You just sit in that chair and you expect that chair to hold you up. You don't know, but when the chair start rocking a little bit, that's when you start looking. But if that chair never rock, you just sitting there sleeping just as happy as you want to be. But if I get in your face and start hollering, the chair start rocking. Because you know you were asleep. I ain't going to look to this side over him. They know who I'm talking about. We ain't calling no names. The chair ain't rocking today. <laughs> so what I'm saying is, y'all, we as a body of believers, the ones that's always saying, Jesus. The ones that's always telling people to believe what he said. Let me tell you something. God's word, I heard it, honey. God's word is not going to change based on us. If we never believe it, God don't change. Abraham messed up. God still didn't change. So we don't supposed to change based on our surroundings. We can be fully persuaded just like Abraham. The more we get into the word and meditate on that word day and night. That's what makes us fully persuaded. That's what gives us the strength for the battle. That's what keeps us up when we want to lay down. That, I'm telling you, the word will quicken you. It'll bring life to you. I don't know about y'all. Turn on um, a Bible on your phone. And just let it play throughout the day. It's like a quickness. It's like life. Just just things just begin to change around. You begin to sense. Oh Lord. Change have taken place. Because the word is being spoken. Some of us have become downright lazy. We don't think about turning on no word during the day. 
Only thing we're thinking about, how I'm going to pay this? When is this going to get paid? My money is getting low. We got to eat like this for a few days. What's going to happen the next few days? Now, when you go out, don't be ordering all the tea. You know it's $2 now. And if they charge for water, just don't drink nothing. Come on, y'all. It's going to get so they're going to charge you for water. Because they got to put it in a glass and don't ask for no ice because that costs too, you know. So we got to learn how to walk by faith. And if we're going to walk by faith, we got to step out in what we believe. Another example. When we went to get our driver's license, we didn't just walk in there and say, I want to take the test, did we? We had to go through school. Right? You had to be a certain age. You had to go through school. You had to learn some things. Then you had to do driver's ed. And I think now they're charging for driver's ed, right? When, when I was driving, they ain't charged for all that. But now they're charging for driver's ed. But anyway, you get in the car. You got an instructor. You got to follow what they're telling you to do. And I tell you what, I know God got to be with them people. Anyway, you sitting there, they're telling you what to do. You got to follow their instructions. You got to go through all that. Then now they're telling you, you have to drive so many hours and you have to document that. Is it still the same thing or is it changed? You got to document all those hours. Then you're going to go up there and you're going to be ready right to take the test. But before you take the test, how many got to study for the test? How many on your job, when they tell you to do something, you got to study for it. You got to go in training. You got to know how to do what you do. How many do it? Not doing it haphazardly. But how many do it for real because you know that's your paycheck and you know if you don't get a paycheck, you're not going to make it. You ain't going to have nowhere to stay. You ain't going to have no car. Come on, somebody. Help me out here. Mitch driving your truck. Michonne driving your truck. Changes come. Jeremy driving your truck. Changes come. Amen? You got to keep up with the rules and regulations. Is that not right? You got to do what they tell you to do. How are you going to keep up with them if you never listen or you never get in the book? How do y'all keep up with them? Mitch, how you keep up with them? You got to do what? How long you study the book? Okay. But you got to do something. You got to do something. Right. Okay. 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 What else you do in the truck? Okay. (laughs) But is there some regulation or laws for the road? That you got to follow. Your weight. How you know the rules? Okay. And you keep up with that, right? But you keep up with it. Michonne, is it the same thing? Jeremy, is it the same thing? Some trucks can't go up under the, okay? I'm hearing this stuff, okay? Keep your log book up to date. Anybody else? Okay. 
said what? Can somebody tell me what this says? Please tell me what this says. Come on, Jamie. Come on, let it roar up out of you. And uh-huh. Come on, come on, come on, somebody. See, that was the scripture I was going to use. Say it again. But which are we going to look in the most? Men. Which are we going to observe the most? Supposed to be what? Because this word. Say say what? You wouldn't know how to turn without this word. Because if that arm get weak, you need this to turn it. Come on, somebody. If those eyes start getting blurry, you need this to see. Help me, somebody. You don't know what's going to happen when you're driving a truck. So you need the word to say it again, Jamie. No, 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 no. No, what you say before. Pay attention. And Jamie said, what did I say? (laughs) Incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart. Keep them in the midst. For they're what? Unto who? Well, what flesh have found them? It said they are life unto what? Who found them? We, we what? So we found them, but we complain all the time. No matter what situation we're in, it can be found in the word of God. No matter, I'm serious, y'all. No matter what situation we're in, it can be found in the word of God. But we have to stand on what the word's saying. Come on, we get shaky. We get anxious. Come on, who don't? Fear comes when things happen, but that's when the word's supposed to overpower what's coming and say, God, I don't deny how I'm feeling because I'll be a liar, but I know what you said to me, God, God, I know what you promised me, God, and I can't go on nothing but what you said. You are the vine. I'm the branch. My nourishment come from you. Apart from you, God, I am nothing. I can do nothing. So, God, here I am leaning and depending upon you, God. God, you're not going to be made ashamed of. You are all knowing, God. You know the end from the beginning, the beginning from the end. And, God, here I stand before you in your presence and say, God, for you I live. God, for you I die. God, I want to fulfill what you have for me to fulfill. But, God, I can't do it without you. And I know you're here because you said you'll never, ever leave me nor shall you forsake me. God, my money don't look right. Look like I can't make it from this day to that day. But you're my keeper, God. You said you will supply all of my needs according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. God, I do what your word tell me to do. God, I give into the kingdom even when it looked like I have no lack, lack, but it's no lack in you because in you there is abundance, God. 
to do what I need to do. I'm supposed to bless somebody because I am blessed. Everything my hands touch is blessed. So God, why am I holding back on helping somebody if I'm blessed? Or, God, why I'm not giving because I'm mad? That ain't faith. Bless those who curse you. That's stepping out in faith. Love those who hate you. That's stepping out in faith. I'm going to love my enemy. I'm going to bless my enemy. Because when I do what the words say, they getting the hot coals on them. God, you say vengeance belong to you, not me. So I'm not coming out and fighting up against flesh and blood. God, I'm doing what your word tell me to do. And as long as I do what your word tell me to do, God has already done unto me. God, I'm not holding on to what don't belong to me. God, I want to do with what you would have me to do. Go back to Hebrews 11. I'm happy now. word to make you happy verse 7 by faith Noah being warned of God of the things not seen as yet listen at this by faith God will warn you before it come he will warn you he will prepare you he will make you ready he was warned of things not yet seen come on this is faith and moved with fear Godly fear prepared an ark to the saving of his house by the which he condemned the world and became heirs of the righteousness, which is by faith. Look what he did. He built an ark. Who's going to build a big boat and ain't seen no rain? Build a big ark. Then he put all the animals and everything in the ark. He prepared the ark because God told him to do it. He stepped out. I don't think Noah knew how to build nothing. God said, no, I want you to build this. Ark. Okay, God, if you said it, I can do it. Come on, I remember when he had us to step out. When we was over there in Little House on the Perry. They gutted that thing out, didn't they, Jennifer? We got pictures where they gutted it out. But God sent people. We didn't have the money, but we stepped out in faith. Y'all didn't have no money. We had money, but hey, it was just like having none. When you have none left over to do nothing. But we stepped out in faith and God sent us people from Ohio, from Alaska, from all over. And they went and did it free. Working in the rain, in the sleet, they was out there working. But then these people, they still needed some supplies. And I said, okay, Lord, they need some supplies. And I know I ain't got no money. Jennifer, you got some money? No, I ain't got no money. Okay, this is what we're going to do. We went to Lanier. They don't normally give you no accounts if you ain't big dogs in Burgall. God was a big dog in Burgall. Because we went up there and got everything we needed. Every time they needed nails, and y'all know Lanier high. Every time they needed nails, needed whatever they needed, we went up there, put it on the account. (laughs) We felt so good. Put it on the account. Y'all know how we do when we got these accounts. Here. Which card do you need until the card is full? <laughs> Got all them cards with nothing on it. Now you can't pull not near one out. Put it on the account. But guess what? The bill was coming. Now God. 
You say it. This is what we did now. You say it. Now these people need their money. You say, oh no man, nothing. But to love them. Guess what? Count paid out. Because we was doing a work for the Lord and we stepped out in faith. When you stepping out in faith, God will change men's heart for you. Now I'm not telling you today to go step out and get something. Because if you ain't in this word and knowing who you are in him, don't you go sign up for not next credit card. Because if you can't pay your mortgage, how are you going to pay bail? If you can't pay your car payment, how are you going to pay somebody else? Is a light bulb come on yet? Come on, it's easy to get these Capital One cars. These Capital One cars, y'all, you get $200, you owe 1000 And you still trying to pay it off. This is why you got to use wisdom in all things. Lord, I can get it, but do I need it at this time? Lord, I can use it, but do I need to use it at this time? God supply your needs and not your wants. Some things we just want it because we want it. And just because we got the money on the card and can get it, we get it and we're smiling until the bill come. And then we ain't smiling no more. We act like we're gumming with no teeth. What do I mean? You like frowned up most of our wrinkles come from stress so God is saying today if we're going to step out we need to step out on the word on what we believe don't step out until you're in a place to say God I believe you God I trust what you're saying so I can do what you're saying because you're God you got to believe that God exists God had given me, I was in the office and I was studying and I was looking for my DVD CD player because I wanted to look at some old DVDs with the church. So I kept looking. Day one, I'm looking. And I went to a place where I know I put it. I looked. I said, what the heck? Where's the thing at? So I saw this other thing sitting there. I said, oh, that's the, um, what's the thing you store stuff on, Apostle? Drive, what you call that thing? Flash drive. I say. Dag, I ain't know I had a flash drive that big. I believe that's one terabyte of flash drive. Praise the Lord, I got me a flash drive. So I'm sitting there, and the next day I go to the same spot. I said, I know I put it in here with this flash drive. So the next day I sat there, and I just couldn't sit down until I found it. Have y'all ever been looking for something you can't be still because you know where you put it, and it, it's supposed to be there, so you want it to be where you put it? I moved Joe over. I said, move Joe open the cabinet again, I say, I know I put it in there. I sat at the desk. And as I was sitting at the desk studying and I'm just speaking in tongues, I heard the spirit of the Lord say, go back and look in the same cabinet. So I looked in the same cabinet. He said, you know the thing that you call the one terabyte thing? I said, yeah. He said, open it up. I said, yeah, this thing right nice, one terabyte. He said, look at it. That was my DVD, CD drive. Never had a one terabyte store. It must have been what I was hoping for. But you know what the Lord told me? He said, you miss things because it's staring you right in the face. He said, that's why people miss my word. He said, what they need is staring them right in the face. And they go into everything else. Except what they really need. What you needed was right there. And you didn't believe that was it. That's why you couldn't accept it at that time. 
But guess what? God didn't give up on me, y'all, because he knew my heart. God knows your heart. God knows what you need and when you need it. And he know my heart was on that because God wanted me to see something through the years where this church has been. Oh, it was so good. So what am I saying to you? How is your life going to change the way it needs to change if you're never in the word to see what has changed? If you never look in the mirror, flesh going to keep wanting the world. Flesh going to keep wanting what it wants and think it's okay. But when you get into the word of God and you get transformed and changed, you're going to realize who you really are in him. You ain't going to want that crazy music no more. The music of the world is death. That music that you're hearing is promoting death. So when you get in situations, that's the first thing coming up out of you is cuss words. It's death. Because that's what the world represents is death. But when you get into the word of God to be transformed and change, the death that tried to settle in you cannot stay. You ain't going to want that life no more. I hear God said there's some dipping and slipping and dipping. What do I mean slipping and dipping? You cannot with one mouth bless and the next mouth curse. You either going to be hot or cold. You cannot be lukewarm. We have a problem in the church. The problem in the church is people think they can be saved and still live like the world. That's a lie. If you're going to live like the world, you should have stayed in the world. But if you're going to live for God and you accepted him as your Lord and your Savior, then you want to go into the word of life to know who you are now that you're in him. Y'all, I don't have to second guess my life in Christ. Because when I accepted him, I really accepted him. And when I truly accepted him, there was a heart change. And the heart that changed didn't want the same thing no more. I didn't want to follow my husband to races no more. I didn't want to do the things I used to do no more. I didn't want to try to be accepted because I realized I was already accepted. I didn't want to do what everybody else was doing. I was just different. And my husband knew I was different. He knew the change had taken place. And one day he asked me, what can I do? What must I do? I didn't have to mess with him. I just lived the life of Christ. I went to church, didn't bother him if he went or not went. If he wanted to go, he could go. But I didn't keep begging him. You need to go to church. You need to do this. You need to. I went on my own because I knew what I needed. So he saw me not giving up. He saw how I had changed. And he knew I had changed through the things I went through. And then he joined in with the change. See, I was stepping out in faith. Because I was trusting God. I had crazy faith. God, if you said it, this is what's supposed to happen. And I'm not giving up on what you said. But the problem is, some of us don't want to give up the world. Because we think that if we give up the world, we won't have nothing. I want to ask you this. Are you truly saved? Because God has given you more than the world can ever give you. He has given you everlasting life. You ain't even going to want to hang around the same people no more. 
You ain't going to talk like them no more. Why? Because you talking truth now. You talking like your father's talking. You doing what your father is doing. You loving the word of God. And he said, if you love me, keep my commandments. If you love him, you will keep his commandments. You will do what his commandments say do. You wouldn't take him any and every place, y'all. You wouldn't have him standing in front of people that are not about him, not unless God is sending you there for change. You wouldn't have him in a juke joint. You wouldn't have him around crazy music and saying, yeah, I'm saved. Please, people. God don't work like that. You, you love him so much, you respect him. To this day, my son, Jolly Drink, Green Giant, he respect me and my husband. My son always tell me, Mama, I know what truth is. I may not be where I need to be, but I know what truth is and I know what a lie is. So when somebody come up to him and be preaching, my son said, that's a lie. I know I don't live like I need to live, but I know what you're saying is a lie. So as long as he can walk them, his tall self up here in this church every Sunday and hear the word, he is accountable for what he hears. And eventually he's going to do what he's been hearing to be done. Come on, somebody. So this is why I say he is so respectful to me and his daddy that whatever he's doing, if he see us coming, he don't want us to see it. Where am I going? Do we respect God like that? God already know what you're going to do before you do it. Y'all trying to hide in the dark doing your little dark stuff. You ain't hiding from God. God know what you're doing in darkness. And I'm telling you today, it's coming to light. You ain't going to hide no more. Whatever you're doing in darkness, it's going to come to light. There was a 16-year-old boy. He was over this youth in his church. God was using him phenomenally. He was preaching to the youth. They were getting healed, delivered, and set free. Because his heart was all out for God. He said, God, whatever your words say, that's what I want to do. God, you teach me. God, I'm going to teach them, which he did. But then the Lord began to tell him. He said, I want you to tell them that they can speak like me. He said, so he did the service that night and he gave him all the scriptures starting with Genesis. God said, God said, God did what he said. He given them the word. So at the end of his sermon, his mother, the preacher and the wife called him to the back and say, you no, no, they ain't called him to the back. They told him in front of the whole church, you are blaspheming. You're not telling the truth. And they say, you need to repent to the Holy Ghost because you cannot speak like God. So this little young man, he repented. He got before the Lord. He repented. He said he was sorry for what he had done. Some time had passed, y'all. And this young man went back to the church because he went and done some missionary work. Doing some missionary work, he had to go through finding his own food over there where he was. So he said they had to eat monkeys. They had to eat whatever they found. So he said there wasn't no monkeys or nothing around for him to shoot. But he heard something just pecking on a tree. He said, that sounds like a woodpecker. He said, I'm going to kill the woodpecker. 
So he shot that woodpecker. He said he heard another peck. He said, that's another one for me. So he shot that one. He said the little woodpeckers, the, the little legs was like sticks. He said, so they ain't really enough to eat. So I'm just going to boil it and make some soup. He boiled the woodpecker, ate the soup. He got sick. He ended up with that malaria, whatever. He had fever. He said he was real sick. He said the man told him, he said, I don't know what to do. He said it got so bad, he went over there 180 pounds, he ended up being 130. Say his jaws were sunk in, so he knew he was dehydrated, but he didn't know he was dehydrated. And he couldn't really make it from one point to another. So the man said, we can take you out and um, get you to a doctor, but it would take too much to get you to a doctor, so I don't know what to do for you. So he said, well, what's going on with me? He said... Tell me what's going on with me. He said, well, for one thing, I believe you got malaria. He said, what is that? No, scarlet fever, malaria, whatever. He said, that's just like a, he said, that's like a disease, right? He said, yes. He said, okay, no problem. I can handle that. He said, what you mean I can handle that? He said, well, the Bible says, if you lay hands on the sick, they shall recover. He said, look, I got some hands. So I'm going to lay my hands on me and I'm going to recover. So he said, gradually, he started recovering. So he said, next thing was, he was in the army. He signed up for the army. The army doctor called him in, and he said, now, why didn't you tell us you had tuberculosis? He said, I ain't got no tuberculosis. He said, the report says, you got tuberculosis. He said, I ain't got no tuberculosis. If I had it, I would have knew it. Then he said, you know what? He thought about it. He said, well, Lord, that's why I'm still living, because I ain't knew what I had. So evidently, you already didn't heal me from it, so I ain't worried about that either. So he said he went on. He had sores all over him. So when he came back from his missionary work, he went back to the same church. He said when his girlfriend met him, she thought, what am I going to do with this man? Because he looked like he's dead. Should I marry him at this time? But anyway, they went to the church. He was sitting there. He crossed his leg. The sores on his legs popped, and you could see the blood coming through his pants. So he said he cleaned that up, and as he sat there, he was hearing them teach. He said he told his girlfriend, he said, you know what? I believe what I told them last time is real. That, you know, God speaks through us or or God is, you know, we can speak like God. He said, I'm going to shut up. I got two more weeks before I go back to missionary. He said, I'm going to shut up for these two weeks. I'm not going to eat. And I really want to hear from God because I believe I did hear from God. So he said he started praying. He was fasting. And he said he heard the Lord tell him. The Lord told him, he said, Go to Romans 12, 2. He said, why am I going there? I already know what that's saying. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed. He said, go back to Romans 12, 2. Do like I said. So he said, he read it. He said, okay, I done read it. What, what you want me to do with it? He said, what did the word say? He said, be not conformed to this world. He said, yeah, I hear this. He said, but how are you going to be transformed? He said, by the renewing of my mind. He said, so if you renew your mind according to the word of God and you're doing what the word of God says, he said, yes, Lord, I'm renewing my mind and I'm doing what the word of God said. He said, I said the word, not the church. He said, so it's the church. Do what my word says. From that day on, he was doing what the word said. He was stepping out. What am I telling you? If the church ain't preaching truth, you don't follow that. That's why you follow scripture. You follow what's written. 
The only way you're going to know what's written is to get in what's written. So what we're going to do today is, you heard, stepping out in faith. No matter what you got going on in your life, first we're going to start out with healing today. The Bible says, now if there's people in here now that got something going on in their body, and it's been going on in your body for quite a while, We're going to step out today. We're going to step out in faith and we're going to believe what the word of God says because the Bible said, let God be true. And every man a liar. Amen. So if there's anybody in here today that's going through in your body and you've been going through for a long while, I'm asking you today to step out in faith. And come to this altar. Wasn't that an inspiring message? Thanks for listening to the end. Join us every Tuesday for Bible study and every Sunday for service. We're looking forward to hearing from you as well. Feel free to reach out to us via the website at www.mtdm.org. God bless you and we'll see you next time.